Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this is Married, married to Hollywood. Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. Hello. Hello. And welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Line. Line? Remember Homestar Runner? Oh. Welcome. Line. Two. Line. Homestar. <laughs> Something.com. <laughs> I think that, that was it, right? Yeah, I think so. It's homestarrunner.com. Homestarrunner.com. And the guy goes, something.com. I remember, um, uh, oh, what was the, the burninating the villages, the Trogdor, the, the dragon? That oh, was gosh. on there too. I don't remember that one. I loved that stuff. But there was peanut butter jelly time. That, that was the early days of like Flash animation and yeah. um, like somethingawful.com and all those different early Here's websites. the earth round. Yeah. That was all on there too. To think how far on new media has come. I know. That is, those things are the birth of Netflix <laughs> and its domination. That's so true. And Disney Plus's That's domination so of our lives the, is born in a place like Homestar Runner. Like Homestar Runner. That's wild. How are you doing? How is your week? Um, my week has been good. It's been very busy. Um, uh, from an entertainment perspective, I have really kind of like taken um, like a step back from a lot of the entertainment work I've been doing and put a lot more energy in this last week into real estate because I've had, um, I, I have my two ratified offers. Yeah. And then this week, uh, I just went coming soon on my second property. Woohoo! Which will, but the one will go live this weekend and the next will go live on Monday. That's fantastic. Um, and that's all really exciting. It's just really busy and uh, I'm trying to really focus on carving out the time that I need to carve out. Yeah. And uh, I was really focused in therapy today about talking about, or therapy this past Monday about, you know, getting all of that lined up in my brain and what all mm. this compartmentalization looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow I get my vaccine. You my get second, your vaccine. second vaccine. You've tomorrow. had just had yours, which kicked your butt. Yes. It uh, did. And we'll talk about that in a second. But um yeah, um just really wanting to keep on keeping on with all of this real estate stuff so that once I feel like I have a rhythm and I really do feel like I have a rhythm coming. I'll then be able to re-put all the things in my life that I want to fill it out with and not just be um, just kind of some drone salesman. And real estate's nice let you don't have to be that way. And it's actually better if you're not. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. It's much more about the personable relationship. Yeah, it's about being human and and creating human human relationships. Yeah. What about you? How's this past week been for you? Uh, It was pretty good. Um, As you just said, the, the one thing I got my second... Pfizer shot. You're getting Moderna. I got Pfizer. Mm. Uh, I got my second one. Which on one tends to have Monday. worse side effects? Moderna. Oh, good. Pfizer. They're, <laughs> Pfizer. They're saying typically has less. And I I got the first shot, uh, and really just had a sore arm and was a little tired for a day or two, and that was it. So I was like, maybe I'll be lucky for the second shot. And Jason took me to get it, and then dropped me off at the doctor's Again. office because yes, because I had my 16 week appointment right afterwards Mm -hmm. but they either forgot to tell me or just wasn't mentioned uh that i had all this blood work to do when at the 16-week appointment and i went really i just i just got the thing and they're like other arm and so i got it kind of from both sides i was getting blood work out on one side and i had the shot on the other and then mom picked me up because you had you had a one o'clock and had to get on Mm -hmm. with what you were doing 
and she and I had a little bit of a mommy-daughter date, which was actually really nice. You just nice. called your mom mommy. We've always called it mommy-daughter dates. That's what you call it. <laughs> That's A mommy-daughter date, um, which I'll have with Lila, and then eventually our, our other little one. You know, I'll have one-on-one dates with them, too. Um, but we haven't had one in so long, even though we've been living here for as long as we have been, you know, 10, 10 months already, which is crazy. Um but because of COVID, we just haven't been able to do it. So she picked me up and we went to lunch. And it was my first time in a restaurant since March of 2020. How was that for you? Wonderful and weird. Really weird. What was the last restaurant you went out to? Do you remember? Uh, we were with your parents and Lila. It was the... Um, the, the at the aquarium, the like the little eatery oh, that, at the aquarium. That, that one upstairs where we all... Where, where Lila we, almost fell asleep on the floor. Yes. Yes. Um, that. And then a, a couple of days before that, when you and I had a date night, and that was our last time out, which no, is no offense, crazy. No offense to the Long Beach Aquarium, but that's not the best last restaurant to have eaten out of. I know. <laughs> it's true. Well, we didn't. We had no yeah, idea of course, it was going to be the no last idea. one. But it was it was lovely. We sat on the little patio outside, and then we walked down the way, and there was this little artisan ice cream shop that had a couple of vegan flavors and it smelled so good. They had just made their homemade waffle cones. So mm-hmm. you know that smell when you walk oh, in yeah. and it's ice cream and waffle cones. Oh, so good. And then we went home and it was so nice. And I climbed into bed because they said, you know, you may, you may feel it. And by dinner, I mean, my arm was a little sore and I was a little tired, but that was it. So I was going to bed Monday night going, great. It's going to be just like the first shot. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'll just get a good night's sleep and be fine in the morning. Oh, Tuesday was a different story. And then 3 a.m. hit. Yeah, and I got up to pee because, you know, your baby makes me pee all the time. And all of a sudden, I realized my, my bones were aching. It was that deep ache in the thigh. And it started working its way down the legs. And I had a dose of Tylenol there, but it was too soon to take it. So I was just trying to go back to sleep and the sweat started and I was like, oh no. (laughs) And I woke up Tuesday morning and I did, I looked at you and you looked at me and went, "Uh uh-oh. I went, nope, I am staying right here. I did not walk out of our room until 8.30 last night. I couldn't be on my computer. I got no work done. I wasn't scrolling through the socials. I was in bed the whole day. And Lila was really worried about so me. So worried. She kept coming in and checking and kissing me. And there was at one point she laid down and went, are you still sick, mommy? I said, yeah. She went, don't worry, mommy. I will help you get better. And she kissed my cheek and pulled the covers up. And she brought me breakfast with you and brought me some lunch with mom and brought me a snack. And then unfortunately, in the afternoon, the late afternoon, you guys were all in there with me. And I was due for that Tylenol. And it was right in that window where I get nauseous with the pregnancy. I know your mom listens to this. So I was just like very curious and I'm sure I'll ask her about this too in person. What? She like hung out while you were throwing up and she tried to be the coolest mom. Yeah. But she was freaking out. Yeah. I was in there throwing up. And so but so she was kind of like trying to like be calm. Lila's there so she's trying to be calm. But it to me it made me freak out because it was like Susan, why are you hovering? Oh and I couldn't say anything. And I couldn't feel any way. She was probably just waiting to make sure I was okay. Oh, no. I just I, 100%. To... I know. Aww. But at, like as a grown man who's yeah. like trying to take care of my daughter and my wife. And then I was like, oh, right. She's just worried about her daughter. Yeah. Jason, why are you upset? Like and uh, in my yeah. head, like I'm do- running through all of this and I'm just like. <sighs> I'm her Lila. And I was 
throwing up, which really sucked because I hadn't thrown up in a few weeks and thought I was done with that. But it was the combination of everything. It just got me. Ivan is her Lila. Oh, I guess because he's the firstborn. I just meant because I'm the girl. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you you did bedtime and everything, which thank you for that. No, you, it was you, you great. You really helped so much yesterday. No, it was it was one of those things where other than the work that I had to do yesterday, and I had to, I stayed home pretty much the whole day, right? Yeah. I don't even remember yesterday. Yeah, I think you popped was out so busy. once. Um, that the time that I got to dedicate with Lila was just so much fun. Yeah, no, you and mom really, really I, took her I, yesterday, which was wonderful. I love... Like when I get father, father-daughter father time. Yeah. That's a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Um, and we've talked a little bit about it. One of the things I'm super excited about for the second kid is like while we're in the throes of newbornness, mm-hmm. how much dedicated Lila time Lila I'm going to get. Gonna be having. It's going to yeah. be so awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. We're gonna we're gonna play so much. We're gonna go on drives. We're gonna go exploring. We're gonna get muddy and play sports and do all kinds of fun fun things. We're gonna go like do interpretive dance out in the field. (laughs) It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. Then I woke up at five a.m. and still didn't feel right. And then I woke up at seven and was like, I'm all better. Yeah, it was great. Like cool. You're back to yourself today. Yeah, your color your color actually changed this morning. I saw it happen. Isn't that wild? And that's what everyone's saying. When you have a reaction with the vaccine, one, it's your immune system Just working. Just let it happen. And two, <laughs> it's awful, it's awful, it's awful, it's done. And when it flips, it's like, you're done. And it happened at some point this morning between five and seven for me. And I went around my Thank normal God day and MRNA I was teaching and I was with Lila. Vaccines. And it was, you know, back to, back to usual. So tomorrow, you know, you may feel a little sore and draggy, but it may not hit you till Friday. So just be gracious. And like you yeah. just said, let it happen when it hits. Let it hit. You might be one of the few who have no side effects. It's it still uh, who, happens. Who knows? All I know is so, that um, I, my Saturday. I need my Saturday, and my Sunday. <laughs> I know you have a very busy, busy weekend. Saturday, busy, Sunday, busy weekend. So hopefully, if you react, it'll be like me, awful but swift. Yeah, yeah, awful but swift. Twenty-four hours good. and just whoa, and then then I was fine. And now that means in two weeks, I can hug people. It's so exciting. And I mean, not that we're going to go crazy and just go like, I mean, I'm planning on licking doorknobs. But totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. I'm just going to ask people to cough in my face. Oh, 1,000%. That's my new kink. For sure. Oh. But no, it'll be nice. You and I can actually go on a date here and there. Yeah. Or we can go have dinner with friends or actually, you know, see people. Yeah. Which will be. No, I finally have like. Nice but weird. Relaxed mentally and started reaching back out to DC people. I'm like, hey, I'm about to be vaccinated. Can I see you? And they're like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I didn't know you were doing that. Well, you know, we're going to be here for at least another year or two. Probably. So At least one. At least one. So I need to, you know, broaden my social circle from my work friends and you. No offense. <laughs> None taken. None and, taken. And your friends who are here since high school, who I largely love. Not largely. I love all of them. But largely <laughs> it feels like there's the one of you I don't know. I love all of them. <laughs> I love all of your friends from high school. But yeah. I, my, some my of my old friends from college, like I, I'm excited to reconnect with them yeah. now that we're all old and married with kids. Old and married with kids. And Lila can start having some play dates and yeah. she's going to be doing camp soon. Lila, and you and I haven't really even talked about this much, but they're saying come fall, the shot will be available for as young as two. Yeah. She turns three in July. Mm-hmm. So it'll be that question of, are we doing it? Are we going to wait and see how the young ones react to it? Like, I want to make sure she's protected because she's going to school. I mean, I would take I would take her pediatrician's advice. Yeah, me too. You know, it's one of those things where um, 
they'll do a blood workup and yeah. based on your immune composition and my immune composition, um, based on the fact that you're immunocompromised, it might make sense for her to get the shot because to you're pregnant and immunocompromised. Even yeah. though you have the vaccine, you're a high risk category for the disease. I am. And she, if she's going back and, and forth with other kids who are going kids. and like wiping it all over so their faces. Looking, okay. So part of having little kids, those of you who have children, you understand this. Those who don't, Here's some, you know, the more you know. Kids go to preschool and have playdates and go to kindergarten to learn, to socialize, all these things, but also to build up their immune systems. They are supposed to, unfortunately, catch colds and catch all these things so that their body can build up. One of the perks from my end of being in quarantine for over a year is Lila has not had a single cold, cough, no sickness except for the UTI. Yeah. Um, but nothing like what normal two-year-olds go through. With her going back to camp this summer and, and the it's school also this gonna, fall. It's going to flood her immune system with all that exposure. It's going to flood it and she's yeah. going to be sick constantly. And then Which we're going to have a get... newborn who is going to get the newborn sick constantly. Because oh. all of my friends who had a second before, you know, like when Lila was little, they run, oh God. You, you put the first one in a bubble and you're trying to protect them so much. You have a second and they're sick from day one because they're picking it up from... Mm-hmm. Which is good. It means their immune system is going to be strong. It's all good, yeah. but the stress of having little ones who are sick and unhappy and not feeling well and you're caring for them with all of that is rough. And we're going to get a double whammy mm-hmm. because Lila, after not having it for over a year, is going to be picking it up. And then we'll have new little lady who will then pick everything up from Lila. So it's 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 stressing me out a little bit, but it's also just part part of it. Also, one thing, uh, speaking of you were just saying, are we going to be here for a year or two? One thing we keep talking about a lot, and I know we've mentioned it a little on here, but what is the plan and where are we going that's so funny. That's Next. not that's not the transition I was going to go for right here, but I love it. Oh, okay, we can no, we can no, pause no, and no, come back no, no, no. Let's ride with let's ride with Atlanta. Let's talk about Atlanta a little bit. What are you? Okay, so the choices are for those of you who don't know. <laughs> number one, stay in Maryland long term. Okay, that's not number be, one, but that is an no, option. No, 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 no. And 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 have that support <laughs> family and kids going to amazing public schools and in the roots of like where I grew up and being around their cousins and aunts and uncles and all that. Our kids doing a version of Amelia and her siblings' childhood 2.0. Correct. Which to a degree I've always wanted for my children and my family. To a degree, or you have? <laughs> no, 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 I have, but I also figured that by 36 I'd be a much mega more successful star and I'd be able to be by coastal exactly. Yeah. Well, we're doing it a different way. Get back to Los Angeles ASAP. Mm-hmm. And get our lives back. Mm-hmm. Or three, as Jason keeps pushing, pushing, very, very, very forcefully, but on okay. uh, but on paper, black and white, you're not wrong. Okay, you are I right. A, I have a question about the forcefully. Let's let's air some of our dirty laundry in front of everybody who listens. Sure, to this. go for it. How for? Do you think I'm being overly forceful and inappropriate with how forceful what I'm being? What it feels like, and it's one thing that I've actually really enjoyed the last two weeks because it hasn't been this. Mm-hmm. Anytime we've had a moment alone, you go into what is our plan? What are we doing with our lives? And I'm like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, on, oh my god, oh my god. I've been working on that in therapy. And it's, oh, I'm so glad. No, I <laughs> I just said to my therapist today, the last two weeks, it's been so much more us. It's been so much more relaxed. So. That's great. Yeah, but there, um, there's a... There was this... You're, you guys are totally... We're having a session at the moment. There's been this fear and nervousness in me to even bring anything up to you. And to have that is not... That's not what you want when you're no, talking to your husband and no. your partner. Particularly when we're dealing with such heavy 
deep, long-term Long-term things with the baby on the way and making sure you and I are still okay as best friends and lovers and husband and wife. Yeah, I had to to up my milligrams on my anti-anxiety medication because of all the new stress. It just got so (laughs) so intense. Like, it's... That's so funny you just said you've been talking about it in therapy because just today I was like, the last two weeks have been so much better because we've had some actual us time where it hasn't been, what is our life plan, which just stresses me out. But, but we do need to figure it out. But also, and you know, you you need to have the pat on the back and you've been taking, um, you've, you've listened to me a lot more in the last two weeks. So as a result of being heard, and I'm not trying to say this like you've listened to me so I can be calmed down. <laughs> I'm saying you've listened to me and you've made me feel heard. And as a result of the actions you've taken to make me feel heard, you're able to I'm take not a breather. Yeah. Which is, which is wonderful. This is part of the ebb and flow of marriage and a partnership. Yeah. There's going to be ups and downs and you just have to but, strengthen your communication and keep it open. So that is something I'm working yeah. on. Of how do I, when I, I know there's something big, how do I approach you with it without it freaking me out and getting all worked up before talking to you? And then two... Well, you could do the Amelia Booker board. The Amelia Booker board? Yeah, I feel like you've never really presented me with one of those. And if you did, I would be down. <laughs> oh, those. <laughs> You mean the legit book report thing that I do? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, 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 you thought I was kidding. I wasn't. Yes. No, I, <laughs> I'm on the same page now. Um, but yeah, no, with Atlanta. So oh, my biggest hesitation on it please, really is, and you know this, is to move to a town we don't know. I've only visited once, and that was when Seth was going to Emory. So this was yeah, a very and, long time ago. And I've ago. only ever visited the airport. Right. With two young children, absolutely zero zero familial support nearby, Mm -hmm. and all of our true best, best friends. Yes, we do have some friends in Atlanta, and we do look forward to reconnecting with that. Here we go. Yes, who I've been talking to the last couple of weeks. But my my little tribe who I was with when Lila was born Mm -hmm. is incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing where if it were just you and me and Brady, yeah. Let's go and try it for a year or two. I do kind of, I never want to regret anything in life, but I do kind of kick myself in the tushy that we didn't do that third year of yeah. marriage when we talked about doing the gap year in Atlanta. I kind of wish we had like a bunch of people did and well, I feel like I'd be I'd be a little more on board with this. Well, here's the, but here's having the Lila, thing. a new little one, to feel even more isolated and alone and learning a new city and trying to break in to the entertainment world there, which it is a huge hub, I'm getting a I'm getting a frog in my throat even now just talking about well, it's, it. It's, it's so incredibly overwhelming. overwhelming. And, and I know my, what I mean to say is that I'm not saying it's not overwhelming. What I'm saying is it's the of the options all in. It's the least overwhelming financially and okay because no, it's, it's so true. so what happens to all all entertainers when they haven't quite hit the level of success to sustain themselves in the industry mm-hmm. is they end up either choosing to retire to uh, becoming an amateur entertainer, meaning you do it for love, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's that. nothing wrong with that. That's just totally not what respectable. we want to do, but that there's nothing wrong with you that. Decide, you decide to retire to that mm-hmm. or retire from the industry entirely. Uh, or you, you just go all in. Right. And the problem is, is if you go all in when you're married with kids and you don't yeah. do it with enough of a backstop financially, 
you end up in the position that, that we're, we're in, in right now. now. <laughs> so, you know, neither of it's, us desire yeah. to be amateur entertainers for mm-hmm. our lives. We want to be entertainers first and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that turns into. Right. Whether that be hosting, whether that be um, radio podcasting, we'd be happy to do this. Um, or ideally acting. Right. Acting, producing, and, and doing all of those things. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you really did lay out the numbers. What you can, the, the types of homes you can purchase mm-hmm. just outside of Atlanta. So not like Atlanta proper, proper, but just outside, you can get an incredible home where your family has room to grow well, in like good schools. 100 to $150 a square foot. <laughs> it's so much more affordable than Los Angeles. It's almost laughable. Mm-hmm. Um, even parts of Maryland, like Potomac and, and so Bethesda. And it's, it's Montgomery it's, County is pretty much between 280 and $350 a square foot right. for um, townhomes and single-family homes. Mm-hmm. Um, condos can... And, and, and there's some that go way up from that, oh, yeah. but oh, on yeah, average... But this is the average. But the average in Los Angeles County is... So much higher. The places we would be looking, it's well, between like the five Sherman and, Oaks and, five and $700 and, a square foot. Right. dollars a square right. foot. Which Even is, Pasadena. I remember when I first moved yeah. to LA and whenever I'd go visit my Aunt Carol and Uncle Ralph out in Pasadena, I would go, yeah, when I'm settled down with children, I want to live out here. Yeah. It's beautiful. It feels more like where I grew up. It does yeah. feel much more suburban, suburban <laughs> out there. But you're less than an hour from main, main city. And the schools actually are rather good in yeah. the Pasadena area, Pasadena and La Cañada. It is completely unaffordable now. I mean, in the last 10 oh, yeah. years, it went from but, you need to be but it's not high just high and middle class to, to purchase there and actually live there. It's so expensive. You can't even do Pasadena. So we'd have to go, as you and I keep saying, out to Santa Clarita. But even... If Even at those purchase prices, that's not just where it becomes prohibitively expensive. So at those purchase prices, yes, it's expensive. But living in California itself... In general, the sales tax... Is so expensive. The, not the sales tax, the income or, or, tax, I, the sales tax, yeah, state, tax, taxes, state tax, all it's of these so things. It's so much higher than yeah. other places, which is really hard. I've lived there for 13 years. And from the time I was a little child, I knew that's where I wanted yeah. to go. And we're going to go so back. So it's really hard it's, to be like, I just, we're not just going to get straight back there? I just know that from, from a black and white math financial perspective, yeah, yeah, we can go straight back and we will be right back and, where we are right well, now. Uh, yeah. And we will have lost money on a home purchase and home sale. Yeah. And, or we will be foreclosed upon and then our credit ratings will be destroyed. Because I have a really good credit score. I don't so want to do mess I. with that. And I've worked on that yes, over a course of our marriage to get it there. And the reality is I don't want to do that. No. And so we were talking about it today a little bit on the phone. It's that we can ideally move to Atlanta and just forgive us for being in this position, very 1% problem, buy a home. Right. Almost cash if we wanted to. Maryland, we have to get a loan. Well, okay, we don't have enough income to, to show a loan. a loan, to show to a lender now to get a loan. we do have the townhouse, which is... Yeah, but even with the but townhouse. But even with the townhouse, because we'd have to take over the mortgage. Yeah, even with the townhouse, we don't have enough money other than taking over that mortgage. Right. 
um, we don't if we wanted to live elsewhere from that townhouse, if right. we converted that uh, the equity in that into a down payment elsewhere. Because that's what we were talking about, taking the equity and getting a, a, a we can only single, afford, a standalone home with a We yard. can only afford a $500,000 loan, maybe, but that's... And a, unfortunately, in the neighborhoods we would want in Maryland, that doesn't get you anything. Well, and in Los Angeles, it's laughable. Well, it'd be that's a, a $500,000 loan plus the $400,000 equity that's in the townhouse. But then yeah. you have to take, keep in mind that that, um, that that tax we'd be stepping ourselves into, right. you're, you're talking about you know, taxes of eight, nine thousand dollars a year yeah. on the home, and then we can't afford that. So you you end up looking at Atlanta, and you go, "Wow, those homeowner taxes are a lot lower." A lot lower. You can get a beautiful, beautiful home, no joke, for four, even under four. And you can get a beautiful home for three. Yeah. You can get an absurd home for under five. Yeah. In a great neighborhood with good public schools. With good public schools. And and the thing is, is you can talk about Southern politics or whatever. I was going to say, there are all those, I know there's so many other factors. It's not a permanent move. And I I think that's what I'm having a hard time mm -hmm. wrapping my mind around. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me about that. So there's always, you know, the starter home Mm -hmm. and then you move up from there for sure. For sure. Yeah. I guess I just, I always figured, especially once there were, there was a little one and now. Second. Another little one. To then be purchasing, not a condo, not a townhouse, but a real home home, mm-hmm. that that would be where we're putting down roots and letting the kids have that type of stability in their childhood, which you and I have talked about many times. I had that and you did not. And you turned out you turned out great. And a lot of kids... <laughs> you could have said it that. I turned out fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I turned out fine. You turned out fine. A lot of kids move around. And I totally get that. It's just, it's one thing that I hold so dear Mm -hmm. to me and something I'm so grateful for. Yeah, of course. It's it's hard to think about depriving your child of that opportunity. Yeah. But I would say that there is a balance between how I grew up and how you grew up. Yeah. So my dad had to go where the work was as an engineer. Now that took him from Baltimore to Connecticut to Chicago twice to upstate New York to Seattle to Wichita. And we almost moved when I was living in Wichita. We almost moved to three different cities. Right. Oh, that's right. We almost moved to back to Chicago. Um, We almost moved to New Jersey. We almost moved to D.C. Oh, wait. When was Long Beach an option? They almost said Long Beach. Long Beach was almost where my parents retired to because my dad was going to take over a job in Long Beach before he finished retiring. And go to Vegas. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So okay. they figured out tax-wise it made more sense for them to do the way they did it. The way they did it. Finish out his job in Seattle, sell their condo at a premium, and move to Vegas. And, and your, your mom went to Vegas and kind of set up shop. Yeah. And then your dad um, met her. Yeah. But yeah. So, so the reality is there's a balance between that. So there's really only three cities in the whole country at the moment that are big enough that we can go chase our dreams in. And that would be Los Angeles, Those are in, New York, in Los Angeles, Atlanta. New York, and Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. New York is borderline affordable for the first time in forever. But, for the first time but, Yeah, forever. but, you know, affordable. But that's really only because of... Affordable you know, relative to what? Right. Um, <laughs> and, and New York will come back. It will. Yeah. But if you're in a position to buy... And you can afford New York you can prices. afford New York prices... Do it. Now's the this time. would be a very good thing Now's for you to time. invest in for a long-term property. We are just not in that position. Um, 
That'd be nice consult though. a real estate professional in New York City to make sure you feel comfortable with that decision. True. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> but Los Angeles it will always be there. New York will always be there. Yeah. Atlanta, the way it's grown. It's growing and, a and lot. And the investment that the industry has put in Atlanta yeah. over the course of the last five years, they're not, I don't anticipate based on the income that uh, um, Georgia's tax incentives are going to go anywhere mm. because they're it's driving so much money into the state Yeah, that I can't imagine, despite its politics, the city, the state would allow those tax incentives to go anywhere because you might not want those liberals coming in, but at the same time, when those liberals come in, they're spending money. (laughs) So um, I can't imagine that's going to go anywhere. Uh, You know, I could be wrong, but Atlanta is, you know, if you look at LA where it's north of $600 a square foot to live. It's so expensive. And then here in Maryland where it's north of $300 a square foot to live. Yeah. And then in Atlanta where it's just... Under two hundred dollars a square foot to live, and if, if you think back on when we were first married, and we also Montgomery County happens to be like the most tax burdens county in the state. That's so. true, <laughs> but the schools are phenomenal, and yeah. the you know, I mean, that there's a reason. Um, but yes, when we were first married, which really was o- a long time ago, a decade now. ago, I know <laughs> it really is a long time ago now. Uh, our our eighth anniversary will be in August, which is mind blowing. Um, one of the big talks we had, remember one of those nights you had, you had one of your, your talking till 4am. Ta- I was about to say we would talk till almost 4am. Yeah. That is so funny. Sounds like Jason me. gets into this thing and I have mentioned this before I and box. I know when it's coming, you have a, you have a certain look in your eye, your shoulders are poised a certain way and your voice has a certain tone. And I go, and do I need to pee? Cause if, if I, if I don't right now, I'm stuck for the next like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's coming when it Pity happens. Her. Pity her. And it's like, Oh boy. This happened very early on in the marriage. It was like the second time it had happened. And it was about raising kids in Los Angeles and if that is something we wanted to do. Do you uh-huh. remember this talk? No. You never remember. It's so funny. You never remember these like massive, mind-blowing discussions that we have into the middle of the Refresh night sometimes. Refresh my memory. Um, the stigma of raising children in Hollywood mm-hmm. when you're not a celeb to the luxury of being able to raise them on a farm in Montana and just come in for work, but actually having them at Beverly Hills Hire, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, what they... And again, no offense to anyone who's done this, and we know multiple people who grew up in Los Angeles, yeah, and we love who, you. who turned out great. Who turned out great. But there is that thing of, like you were saying, with a silver spoon, and there's just a different mindset of you know, understanding the Same thing could things. be said for somebody from Montgomery County. Well, no, it's true, but you you were very... Because of where you were working and then the the youth yeah, that you were well, and, and dealing also, with on a regular basis, I don't w- and wouldn't it's true, have I wanted don't to pay want that much for kids to go to school for kids to go to school and for you know there are aspects of being working actors in Hollywood with your children. Now celebrities have it harder because their children are photographed and that's just awful. But there's all of this stuff, and we got into this whole thing of well, by the time we have kids, you know realistically or, you know, hopefully we'll be in a place where we can maybe raise them elsewhere and just come back. So it's just crazy. It's kind of being forced upon us. the way it went. And then because of the pandemic, it's kind of being forced upon us. So now we're like, okay, so is Atlanta the way to go? I can generally remember how that conversation would have gone. And then decide by the time Lila's entering sixth grade, be where we truly, truly want to have roots because I don't want to be pulling her away from her friends during those formative years and just like starting over. Fifth grade. Well, originally I had said kindergarten. 
remember. Okay, well, that's, yeah, but, well I, thought ki- I thought by kindergarten we would have left here. Yeah. By middle school, by the time she's looking into sixth grade. Right. I would say by we grade, right? want her to be where, where she's she going to be, be through high school. high school. Yes. Which is what happened to me for Wichita, which made Wichita my hometown. Right, and that's why Wichita was your, whole, your hometown. So if you think about it, if we raise this kid... Also, think about this. A Southern kid, because you're after those first years, Lila's going to be a Southern girl, no matter what we do about it. Then oh, you, my gosh. That like, then you move her uh, to Southern... If you move her to Southern California, yeah. at that point, she's going to have such a diverse understanding of the world. See, and that I like. That even that is if something we, I do even like. Even when we move to L.A., if we move to a place that we like, and like L.A., like m- many of the ma- uh, major metropolitan areas of the country, mm-hmm. are very segregated. Yeah. Um, but like she'll have had such a diverse experience in Atlanta because there's going to be p- people who are much more conservative than us. But Atlanta is such a black city in such a black state that it's going to be so great for her to be exposed to culture that is the real America. That is the real American experience of being given nothing and having less than nothing and then building beautiful culture from that and then moving to LA which is like the most artificial place in the world it is very artificial and she can bring that real humanity to to it it. so that you know if we do end up in a place in LA that's super whitewashed she can still be an authentic one and be raising an authentic real kid and it's hard wherever you go it's hard wherever you go but I do want that well-rounded but the diversity of experience I had growing up yeah I'll tell you it makes me much more adaptable mm-hmm. to change. You know, most recent changes excluded. Um, <laughs> but it also, it made me um, much more capable of relating to um, different types of people. Yeah. Because I understand what what it's like to be the one kid, out, like the, the odd man out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not thrilled to be that, but I can be comfortable there and I can thrive there. Mm-hmm. And... I don't want, I don't want growing up uh, up in LA feeling like we have to keep up with the Joneses when we can't. Yeah, and that's what no, LA does that. to you. It does. That's also what Montgomery County does to you. I'm sure that's what growing up near any major metropolitan area does to you, particularly in the Jewish community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a factor too, the Jewish community, and and that that. There's world. a huge Jewish community in Atlanta. Is there really? Y- yeah. Wow. <laughs> So I know we have a couple Zoom calls set up with, you know, my friends I've been talking so to. So funny that you that we got this far into talking about Atlanta and all the different stuff about it. Because I was going to say like, oh, what are you watching? And I was going to talk about like Blast from the Past and how it's like the least <laughs> least problematic <laughs> we movie from the we late 90s. I was totally going to bring that up too um, for Mother's Day. Which, uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Happy we had a lovely Mother's Day. Mother's Day. I'm so um, glad. Also, thank you for attending our, our couples therapy session full on, on air just then. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that we're talking it through and figuring it out yeah. together. It just makes us stronger and well, it's going to, what, whatever winds up happening, we decide is going to be great. And there are a lot of times in life, what scares you the most probably is what you should be doing because you will grow more from it and ar- learn from it. I'd argue in our marriage, but anything that you're super waffly about ends up being the right <laughs> tends choice. Tends to be the right choice. The problem is we're choosing between <laughs> three things. So. I know. It's, it's, it's more than, I know. 
I know. But so for Mother's Day, um, you and, and dad made us a, a lovely, breakfast. lovely breakfast. And Lila helped make the pancakes. She did. It was so cute. She was stirring with such intensity. Such intense. I love it when she does that. Like she shakes with such. Yeah, she's my kid. Oh my God, it's so cute. And Pop-Pop came over and Ivan came over and we just had a, a lovely time. It was very low key. And then we brought Very impromptu as well. Like, very impromptu. Yeah, we it was very... It was like on Friday night we decided, oh, like we were maybe like, I should oh, come Ivan, over. Pop up. You wanna? We're gonna do this. You wanna come over? It would have been great to have um, your brother Seth and uh, your sister in law Megan Absol- and their kids. But it's soon, just soon, soon, because in two weeks you and I are in the clear, yeah. and then and they we can, can at least get together outside and feel safer. You know what it means though? Hmm. Our first Shabbat here all together will be Claire's birthday Shabbat. Wow. Inside in the house, actually doing it all that's together. That's gonna be so. Fun. Isn't that gonna be great? The, the beginning huh. of June, which will be, be lovely. Great. Um. But yeah, so we just had a lovely low-key time, and then we were trying to figure out what movie to watch. And mom said, well, what sounds good? And I went, well, you know, on Mother's Day, it's, it's I don't like something something fun, re- relaxing, not The Goldfinch, which mom had been watching. <laughs> um, By the way, if you love that movie, please explain to me why. <laughs> well, I think those who read the book probably liked it. I can't imagine. I, it was not my cup of tea. Based on how thick that Not book was, yet your mom said, Not I can't imagine it was a good... <laughs> well, you know. Um, good but mom brought out this stack. When my mom gets excited, it's one of the that cutest things ever. That movie lost $40 million. It, it lost $40 million. million. Ouch. But when, when my mom gets excited about something, she gets the biggest smile, and her body energy is just like the cutest little... Like she gets all... She's like a little tight and excited and cute. Cottontail rabbit. It's really adorable. And she brought a stack of her favorite DVDs and brought them in. She went, any of these, I'd be happy. Any of these. And she started showing them to like me and as well were, across the room. And I'm did. like, why are you doing that? It's just between you and Amelia. Well, because you were going to be watching it too. So she wanted to make sure. And it had classics like West Side Story and then some of our go-to feel-goods like while you were sleeping and just like there were all these great options. And then I saw Blast from the Past in there. And I haven't seen that in about 15 years. My mom loves that movie. And she went, let's watch that one. And I've never seen it. Watching Jason watch Blast from the Past was thoroughly entertaining and somewhat uncomfortable. You were so awkwardly uncomfortable the first good 45 minutes of it. Yeah. (laughs) Was it just because of the way Brendan Fraser was... Playing that character? No, it wasn't. It wasn't because the way he was playing the character. He was doing such a great. He did such he was a doing great such job. a great job of being genuinely a man out of time. Yeah. And everyone else was so perfectly cast and working as an actor. I mean, within the era they were working for sure. But it was they were. It was so well done. It was. It holds. It up. holds up really well. If you guys want to watch just really, like a fun, it was really. Unexp- and maybe feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody who disagrees with me, yes. I was expecting there to be a lot of problematic things in the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't find anything yes. to be too problematic. And you always pick yeah. apart yeah. movies, and, even really, even like the great ones. You totally pick apart. Yeah, I really really enjoyed. Um, it was a I don't want to say mindless because it's a very sweet movie, but let's see. But it doesn't. Um, it it's not. Oh, all it says is. It's a very strong log line. Good job, IMDb Pro. Go Sometimes they're it. like paragraphs. This is just a good one line log line. Well, IMDb Pro doesn't write it. Somebody from the. Um, well, the person who did it from <laughs> the movie packaged it correctly, and yeah. it's a very good log line. A log line, I had to write them for a long time with one of my old jobs, is a one sentence, fully encompassed description of the film. Um, for those of you who don't know that, 
It says, a naive man comes out into the world after spending 35 years in a nuclear fallout shelter. That's all it says. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's wonderful. It's um, Brennan Fraser and Alicia Silverstone, Christopher Walken, Sissy Spacek. They're like the main, the main four. And it's just wonderful. And I loved seeing Nathan Fillion. I didn't realize that it was him. Old. He was he was the jerk ex-boyfriend of Alicia Cliff? Cliff of Alicia Silverstone. This is three years before Firefly happened. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, then Castle happened after that. This was before he was him. Yeah. And I just we've talked about it before. I love it when I see Amy Adams as a guest star on whatever show. Or and mom and I both went, What? Because we're huge Castle fans. So to see Nathan Fillion was it just made me smile. But it was so Fun. And I loved how much you enjoyed it. <laughs> My dad was laughing because he loves that movie, especially Christopher Walken. The mother. It. It's the mother. And Lila's been calling me the mother lately. Boo. So it was just very, very funny. Um, but it was, it was, um, it was lovely. Before, before we skidoot. Yes. Uh, what are you watching right now? I am watching Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Season four. Yes. I am watching Cruel Summer. Okay. I am watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Okay. And I'm watching This Is Us. How are you watching all of those things? As they come I, out once a week. This I is watch one thing at a time and I binge them and then I'm see, done with it. When it's I, I did that when it was like available to, in, to in do that way. Format, but yeah. when it releases one episode yeah. a week, yeah, I just kind of watch it on Hulu the next day. Um, but those are the four that I am mm. actively invested in. Speaking of which, it announced today. More. That this is us is ending after season six, which once isn't, it's over, maybe isn't I'll watch it. unexpected. It's not unexpected. Dan Fogelman was talking about how the third season is the midpoint of the show, and how what season are they on now? Four, five, five. Oh, okay, so just one more season. But it's just kind one. of like oh, because it's such a it's such a good one. I think pretty much across the industry, they've said like five or six seasons is going to be like... They're very rarely going all the way to seven. But when you're going in for your network test, you're still signing a seven-year contract. Interesting. That hasn't changed. I just had a, We had a huge talk with Sam Stiglitz about this the other day. That is still routine. You can still negotiate after season two, going into season three, if it's really successful and change your, your pay. But you're still signing a full seven-year contract, even though most shows are going... For five or six and ending oh, on a, a high note. As a max, they're going five or six. A lot, a lot of them are ending at two four. Or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see what that's going to be like moving forward. Also, Ellen DeGeneres announced today that the talk show will be ending after season 19, which is the current season. Uh, I can't imagine why. Well, no, they, no, 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 no. She, she had always, she wanted to end it after season 16. Mm-hmm. And I remember when this happened a few years ago, there was a whole thing about it. And, they said, well, no, please, please, please do a little more. And she went, all right, I'll do one more year. And they said, well, you can't do that because of all of the investors and advertisers and sponsors and everything. We would need more of a commitment. So she agreed to three. And her mind was like, that's when it's going to end. And she thinks, she said that she thought everybody assumed that she'd go, oh, but 20 is such a nice round number. I'll go one more. And she released today going, 19 is a great number too. And yes, there has been some controversy this year, but no, it it was always going to end after 19. But to hear both of those announcements today, she's just such a staple of daytime. Yeah. So is Oprah. And This Is Us, yeah. And This Is Us is just the show right now as far as the drama and all of that. And so it's like, oh, that one's ending too. Plus, I really wanted to be on it. 
I really, really, really I mean, wanted to be on it. There's a few shows I feel it. a lot way about. Yeah. So. Um, and just experience the magic, even if it's just a one-line co-star. I just wanted to be on that set with that cast, well, with that saw production. One more season to try to get on it. That's true. They won't fly me out from Atlanta, though. Uh, honey, if we're working in Atlanta, <laughs> you can afford to fly yourself out <laughs> we'll to LA. stay local higher in Los Angeles. Duh. Yeah. But... uh. That that's my industry little news was I saw that those two shows were ending today. Cool. Well, I'm watching. What are you watching? <laughs> uh, I just watched three seasons of the animated show Castlevania on Netflix. Is that what you were watching going to bed like the last couple of weeks? Yes. Uh, super violent cartoon. Really violent really cartoon. Really violent cartoon. I've been watching a lot of violent cartoons lately. Like, like ridiculously um, violent. And then I just started watching Jupiter Ascending on Netflix. Which is that getting is better? Mm, not really. But you're invested okay, enough to keep watching? It's superhero stuff, it's, so it's like yeah. super fun and nerdy. Yeah. Um, you said this is Josh Duhamel's show? Josh Duhamel's show. It's definitely his vehicle. Uh, a friend of mine from BADA uh, is... Um, the British American is a Drama Reeker Academy. in the first four episodes. Very Or she might cool. actually be a reg. Oh, She nice. might technically be a reg. I don't... Um, for at least the first season. Um, and it's... Uh, Meg Steedle, and it's a really well-acted show. It's stylistically really good. Okay. The effects are somewhere between top-tier sci-fi channel, like really okay. good sci-fi channel, like okay. really good early HBO effects, uh-huh. and Charmed. Interesting. Okay. So I know exactly what you mean by saying that. They're very inconsistent. They're very inconsistent. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the the CGI and the graphics and the um, prop work and the costuming is really great. Sometimes it's kind of crappy. Interesting. Do you think it's because different episodes have different budgets? No, I think it's a choice. Um, You think it's a choice? I I think it's a choice. Really? I don't agree with the choice Um, (laughs) because it's kind of jarring. Because like some things in the show are done so well, and then foresee that to be like kind of like, and they're kind of like self aware that it's not done well. Like the characters are self aware that really it's hokey. Oh, interesting. And it's interesting because it's um that's so, very interesting. So it's somewhere it's kind of in the vein that Invincible is a misanthropic cartoon version of a world with superheroes. And the boys is a misanthropic kind of like cynical view of what corporate superheroes would look like. That was the one with Chase Crawford. The yes. boys. Yeah. This is what would happen if superheroes um were like the superheroes of the DC and Marvel world, but chose not to overly involve themselves in global politics and just took care of like bad guys. Huh. So it's like these characters chose not to get involved in World War II. Oh, interesting. But could have and could have stopped the war, and they're aware that they let those people die. Whoa. Because it's not their job to get involved in politics. Oh. Oh, that's... They're stopping bank robbers knowing that if they killed the bank robber, they'd save lives, but they're choosing not to kill. But as a result of them choosing not to kill... Others die. More people die because these people break out of jail and they're aware of that conflict within themselves. Wow, weird. So it's a very high concept show. Yeah. Um, but 
and I think it's I'm only committed to it because it's superheroes. I don't love the show. You don't love the show. It is based on a comic book. Okay. Um, I'd be curious to read the comic book. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it, it what I've enjoyed about superhero properties. Um, since like since the uh, um, is it Zack Snyder that did the first X Men? No, it was um right. No, he did the he did X Men one and X two. Right, that was Zack Snyder. I want to say yes. I think it was. I'm not sure. I think the humanity that's been given more and more to comic book characters over Mm -hmm. the course of the last 20 years is great. Um, They're wading into a territory where they're like, they need to pick a tone. Yeah. And kind of try to stick it. Because if you don't, you end up in a muddy place. And it's totally fine if you're trying to explain how muddy the world is. Yeah. But then you kind of need some things to be a little bit more finite and stable for your storytelling to tell a story. Otherwise it's just kind of like, you know, life's hard. And it's like, (laughs) you're like, yeah, you you know, I get that. Thanks. I'm I'm coming. I'm coming here to see how my life could be less hard or to see how my life is good compared to how hard it could be as opposed to just like, wow, their lives are hard too. (laughs) Speaking of superhero world, what did you think of the Marvel trailer that three minute trailer that was like showing the future basically oh yeah i loved it uh it got me it was emotional like surprisingly emotional and then at the end of it they kind of did the rollout and announced what was coming Mm -hmm. when but the the way they put that whole trailer together two years of it was yeah all the way to they didn't do. They, they didn't have the television release schedule no 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 it was it was the films for the universe of the the Marvel film world, but it, it showed like called the Marvel the cinematic, Marvel cinematic universe. universe, MCU, MCU, the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, I'm sure you have all seen this by now, but watch the trailer. It really is. Also watch the trailer like, for wow. Venom Two. Have you seen that yet? No. We'll pull that up and watch it. That sounds great. I, that is one of my favorite things that Jason and I do is we'll just, we can lose a lot of time sometimes, but we we'll do. just sit and watch we, trailers. We used to watch trailers like you and I will scroll through TikTok now. Yeah. We would just lose an hour or two. <laughs> all of a sudden, like an hour is gone. It's like, like, oh no. Bad I have refused to download TikTok. But there are times when Jason and I will be sitting next to each other and he's scrolling and I'll kind of sit with him. And then all of a sudden, an hour and a half. An has hour gone has by. disappeared. And what? we're like, oh my God, I need to go do I, something. I productive. do have a setting on my TikTok, though. If I've been scrolling for an hour straight, it locks my phone and asks me to put back in a code to Good. let me know an hour's gone by. Good. Now, how frequently do you put in the code and just keep going? Once. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. So once. it's not just an automatic just keep going thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> I love you. I love you too so much. We really talked about a lot. We did. But it was good. Yeah. And I love you. Thanks. I love you too. And thank you all for tuning in. Like you say. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And And this this has has been been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Ben Giroux, congratulations on buying a townhouse. Thanks for that. Congratulations, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I meant to say that earlier when we were talking about homes. Very, very proud of you. Congratulations. Um, Black Lives Matter. Yes. Love is love. Love is love is love. Um, God, I pray for peace in the Middle East. Oh my gosh. I don't really want to weigh in on either side. We might talk about it more next week. But uh, I know. Um, All of our friends and family there. Stay safe. Stay safe. We love you. We love you. Um, victims on all sides. Stay safe. Yeah. We pray for justice for everyone. I'm crying just thinking about oh, this. Um, yeah. Vote. 
our country is in a huge democratic kerfuffle right now. Get vaccinated. Get stay vaccinated, safe. Stay safe. Take care of each other. Love each other. Um, take care of your neighbors. Yes. We love you. Love Thank you. you for listening. Bye. Bye.